Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. This All Hallows Eve, we scoured the globe to find you the spookiest bone chillers and boner chillers. We'll pitch an original story and leave you with plenty of other recommendations currently in our radar. Pull up a chair, baby. Well, Halloween is our favorite time of year. Um, I'd say we would almost probably devote this podcast just to horror movies if we, yeah. if we, I mean, we could, I guess, but um, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. yeah, but the big boys up in oh, the boy, C-suite, yeah, the, uh, the top brass well, lettuce. <laughs> um, so they're like, no, do art house dramas. Um, <laughs> that's why I get the asses in seats. <laughs> um, so. So uh, but we don't interact with like, you know, horror podcast fans, fans I think. No, no. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will hold our feet to the fire to yeah. a degree we are not prepared for. No. Um, so um, this Halloween, uh, well, I feel like we usually or at least I usually go for like, you know, your classic 80s, 90s, um, you know, American horror movies, your, you know, your classic I don't know. Or like seventies uh, European horror. Yeah, yeah. Like it's either pretty much for me. It's like gorgeous Jalo seventies, you know, outfits, interiors. I'm looking for that kind of thing. Or I'm doing eighties, nineties, um, like creatures and like just like goo on the loose, <laughs> or like a blob, <laughs> or like, or like you know what I mean, or just like devil possession, um, ghost. You know, your classic, uh, you know, your Dracula's and whatnot. Um, or heavy metal horror is a favorite. So uh, we thought we'd do things a little differently. And so we thought, let's see what's going on there with world horror. Um, just trying to get away from our usual, you know, U.S. Euro or at least our particular like Euro, like Italian yeah. kind of uh, giallo um, things we usually go towards. Um, mixed, yeah, just mixed, mixed results. <laughs> mixed yeah, results. exactly. And I was trying to, I mean, I love like Japanese and Hong Kong horror. And I was trying to sort of put that on the back burner. I brought it to the front burner for yep. minutes so I could find something because it was a real mixed bag. But I mean, I think it's just more of if I could devote um, a longer span of time, I think there's probably great stuff out there. So Oh yeah. Don't don't come for us because we had, you know, a few weeks to do this. So I'm sure there's lots of great stuff. We just, this is just <laughs> our report from, yeah. From the these gal detectives on the homework we gave ourselves. Yeah. The mid two thousands blogosphere, <laughs> oh <my laughs> your God. deep research. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of like, so we're, I don't know. Was there any certain particular journey or way that you kind of started to like by country or by like, I tell you, like I, um, oh yeah, I've, I may be fully converted to letterbox. I'm still a movie and I, I think I always will have to be, but I've gone heavy into letterbox because you can, you know, kind of organize things a bit more look by, you know, different. Yeah. Genres and stuff. That's why I like it. Yeah. And so I went on there and finally at the, 11th hour or whatever, I figured out that you can go on like their world map and pick like literally like pick a country on the map 
and it'll say, I mean, I understand that uh, Letterboxd isn't like IMDb. I'm sh- maybe there are other movies that are not, that exist that are not on there. I understand that. But it'll say like, there's 10,000 movies uh, generally from the country of whatever. And then you can go by genre and whatever. And so I oh, finally, cool. yeah, I finally figured out, I should have texted you that. I was like, oh, this was helpful after I've already watched like uh, eight or 10 duds. <laughs> um, anyway, so so that helped. Um, I basically did what I always do where I create a very, dense list that is unwatchable like 400 things and then i'm sure a lot of it is not on topic um that's another thing i was mostly looking by genre so just like letterbox horror and filtering it that way but i i was like i don't know if a lot of things that i would consider a thriller they're counting as horror vice versa yeah so that's just where i how i kind of the process and, and looking at other people's lists this is all fascinating anyway. Um, so, so, uh, and then I kind of just went by like poster and like what looked, I don't sure. know, whatever, or things I'd maybe heard of, but I was really trying to go for like deeper cuts that I'd maybe never heard of at all. Um, and then also we have to think about like availability of these because yeah, these aren't as big, super streamable and available. So, um, I don't know. Did you have any certain special process oh. or pretty much just oh, like my process? <laughs> I, uh, I also did think in general, I did not know about, I mean, I really just use Letterboxd to log things most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at using it for like searching for things. It's basically just oh. like, I just don't, but what yeah. I did do was look at, I think we've talked about the site rare film. It's like rare film, like there's two M's. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, looked at what they he hmm. um, had for horror. I was like, oh yeah, the like, kind of cross referenced it with things that I had seen around. And then I looked at my own uh, watch lists and yeah. picked yeah, <laughs> yeah. things that I was like, oh, this has been on there. This looks like it's potentially horror. Which again, when I, when I said mixed results. There were things that I had thought were horror films and maybe even have that list as a genre where, um, you know, it's a it's a range. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was a journey. Uh, like you I said, say, you mentioned this when we were first talking about it. Sorry, this is all fascinating. If you're not on Letterboxd, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. But whenever I look up any horror movie on Letterboxd and then you go down like, oh, look at lists. So a lot of times I was like, OK, if I find this Indonesian horror movie, there's going to be a list of other ones or whatever, you know. And it's just here, like people, I mean, God love them. If this is your thing, but like, hey, here's every horror movie that's ever existed. Yeah. Here's 25,000 25, things. Why Literally. would you make that? And I'm like, yeah. Why and I'm like, I don't see how that is helpful, but no. I mean, I don't know. Like, and why, not only, too, why is it, how is it helpful? But then like someone else has already done it. So why are you doing the same yeah, there's, thing? There's like several just, of them and they so were, um, consuming, like I couldn't go to find other lists easily because of things like that. Or like, here's just a list of, yeah, 10,000 horror movies or something. I was like, but I want like the weirdo lists. I want the niche, you know, specific yeah. lists of my country or by genre or something. So um, yeah, mixed bag. But I think mostly because I guess I just have, I don't know, I guess it's like, what's horror? I mean, is it, does it count if it's like, 
I mean, you know, my first thought is like more supernatural things. And then I'm like, well, no, but like slashers. I mean, that's horror. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what if it's like, I mean, what's the bare minimum of horror? You right. Know? Because it does get into, I find that I, because I know we both love thrillers. And then I start to think to myself, is this a horror movie or is this just like a really like scary, tense thriller? Yeah. Um, but you know, no, we don't have to answer that. We yeah, don't no, have to answer we're not here that. For that. Um, so I'll just, I'll just start us off then. Um, so, um, straight off the bat here, I was like, I'm going to try to avoid Japan because, you know, like they're so good at, you know, J-horror. Anyway, this is from Japan. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, from 1988, it's called, um, I saw a couple of spellings, Dogra Magra or Dogura Magura. Um, and also, um, P.S., I just want to do a blanket apology for mispronouncing every name. I I forgot to look any of them up. So I apologize. I'm going to do my best. Um, so this director is Toshia Matsumoto. He, uh, which I didn't know until like the last minute when I was looking some of the stuff up. He also directed Funeral Parade of Roses, which is oh, huge. Yeah. And uh, the movie Demons from 1971, not the um, other demons. Um, right. And I think there's actually a lot of called Demons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or demon or something. Okay. So um, a lot of these, I'm just going to read the synopsis because, oh yeah, I will say as far as like general themes, I realized as I was typing some of this up, I was like, okay, I think 60% of these movies, like we're talking about, okay, what constitutes a horror movie or whatever. Most of these have to do with curses, family curses. Um, I don't know. Some of these, I can't really explain, but even like in the movie or like in any kind of IMDb synopsis or anything like that, they're like, there's a curse. And I'm like, okay, don't expect, is it like a devil thing? Is it like, a, you know, uh, reincarnation? Kind of, I don't know. Anyways. So if I say curse, that's just a general, like that's how they described it gotcha. in the movie. So a lot of these are curses, a lot of family, uh, curses too, that were passed down. Um, okay. So uh, I'll just read the brief synopsis because I was in the weeds for a lot of these. I just want to make sure it was clear <laughs> and then we can talk about it. Um, okay. Dogger Magra. Uh, a young man wakes up in a psychiatric hospital in 1920s Japan. He has no memory of who he is, why he's there. And he keeps getting differing accounts um, from these two different doctors that uh, he's murdered his bride-to-be uh, because he found an ancient secret scroll Oh, there's a lot of scrolls too. And anyway, I love it. Anyway, I found a secret scroll that lays out this thousand year old or thousand year murderous family curse. Um, so the viewer sees a lot of the same scenes um, over and over from different points of view, but with new information each time or a different point of view or, um, or slightly different. Um, so the plot is obfuscated for most, if not all of the film. <laughs> um, Cause you're like, okay, which doctor's account can be trusted um, a lot of these are people sort of telling things second or third hand, or it's based on legend or something. Um, and so basically you're just like there, you're with this guy. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Um, trying to parse it out. So, um, I think it's a film that could, it was shot really beautifully. I, I kind of wish I would have found maybe even a better transfer. Cause it's one of those, I feel like a lot of these movies where I'm like, I could tell if this was like a really great transfer, I would probably be like automatically five stars, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend this if you're into those sort of mind bending sort of, I don't know why the only people, the only person I can think of right now is Christopher Nolan. I'm sorry. That's so basic. That's the only person I can think of where you're like, oh, this is a real head scratcher. No, it's for his plot and like bending into his right. it's better. I'm just, I'm sorry. That's so basic. Um, but yeah, um, I would recommend it. Um, like I said, I mean, horror wise, um, 
it, you know, it's got the supernatural curse thing. There's, there's murder. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think it falls within that, but it, it kind of, and see, and then I can also go into like, what's sci-fi exactly? Because this is kind of a different sort of world and there's anyway, but, and, and then kind of goes into fantasy a little bit, but, um, even though whenever I say fantasy, I think of dragons, but that also means lots of other things. Right. Um, yeah, but I would count this um, as horror thriller um, and really beautiful uh, shots. Um, I, f- I believe I found this on uh, okay.ru, which I um, is my new favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> this is my new favorite site. I think I mentioned it last time, um, which I think rare film. Films. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, they use. that a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would... Um, I would recommend that. You know, what's a good movie about like, well, it's like not a curse when you said scrolls and ancient things. Mm -hmm. I talked about how much I love Wishmaster. That's a good horror movie. If you want a classic 90s horror movie. Okay. That's not something I picked for this, but it's around. It's on like Tubi or some damn thing. Probably on Mm -hmm. YouTube. And it's surprisingly good early 90s just like oh it's like an evil genie and Ooh, a genie. Uh, evil yeah genie. he's basically he's like a demon he's oh, like a, he a djinn or something you know and mm-hmm. he's um trying to get you to make some wishes i mean it's just primo 90s sort of fantasy horror and it's funny it's got good practical effects i just think it's it could be a good mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Uh, I when mean, you, when we talk about scrolls, that just it just made me think about how much I like Wishmaster, and <laughs> I don't know when else I would mention that. So just have <laughs> yeah, to throw that gotta, out there. <laughs> gotta shoehorn that in. Um, <laughs> that's one of those like, sorry, Puppet Master. Um, one of the other Master movies. Um, where I put it off for so long. I mean, I just recently watched Puppet Master. Well, within last year, and I put it off, which it was okay. It was it was fine. Um, but I put it off like I it's just, you have this idea of what it is, or I don't know if I just, if I knew how fun it would be, I guess I was like, Oh, yeah. is this one of those dumb, like, I don't know, horror. It's a fine line between like, it's dumb and fun or it's like, no, it's just, yeah. Like, d- like, like a lot of things on two. Yeah. Or a lot of things on Tubi where you're oh, like, yeah. this poster is, I don't think I like <laughs> yeah. this, <laughs> you know, I don't have to say it. <laughs> this is no movie for me. No that's for thing. sure. <laughs> Well, and I think that that's definitely true about the Wishmaster sequels, plural. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say, um, you know, all the installments are yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. But the original one is enjoyable. If you like, like, Hellraiser kind of style stuff, mm, I definitely. think it's I think it's fun. But that's that was a digression. Uh, <laughs> take that as a recommendation. Um, but that's I'm not here horror, to so talk just about. Well, you know, he's from some, like, probably. I mean, problematic kind of Assyrian, <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's very oh. ancient. Oh, <laughs> like, woo, it's like ancient things. You know, they're smuggling these. Um, who knows? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try to make that case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what will I talk about first? I'll just talk about the most recent one I watched first, actually. Uh, which in fact is like a Western European horror movie. So I'm like breaking my own thing, yeah, no, but uh, it is French. It's called Litan. It is directed mm. by Jean-Pierre Mocky, 1982 accessible via rare film. But I think you might be right. That might be one of the ones that's on. Okay. Are you, it's like you, but you can it's, just watch it from the yeah, yeah mm-hmm. rare film site. And uh there's a couple and the guy's a geologist and 
this is one of those ones you're like, I don't know about the plot, but this village <laughs> has a festival of the dead every year. And even though this couple seems to have lived among these people for, I don't know, some amount of time for his geology project, uh, the village is going ham because it's the festival of the dead. So they're all wearing masks and like creeping around. And then people are falling into this river that runs through this very cool mountainous town mm-hmm. and getting electrocuted by maybe eels or glowworms and <laughs> scary stuff happens. I don't know if they're vamps or <laughs> zombies or what, but yeah. Have you seen just, it? Just, I've got an, uh, a crucial question. You said electrified by eels. Is there electricity because you know how eighties, you said it was 82. Yeah. Um, like eighties. This is a letterbox move. Uh, a list I want to start is like electricity in horror movies, mainly um, like it's like, it's magic. It's electricity. You see a lightning bolt and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's oh, like boy, fake as hell. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's, this is when yeah. shit's happening, you know? And like, it's like maybe, drawn by hand on maybe yeah, or yeah, something exactly. like that. I don't know yeah. how to like express. It's like, it's magic. It's, it's electricity that you see. I mean, which is lightning. I don't know anything about science. I'm just saying the point is 80s love electricity. That's, yes. I don't know. And it does that. have that vibe. And it is set. Right. It's it is set like a, a contemporary, but the village feels like it's like way from the past. Um, yeah. The whole vibe of the movie is it's like one of those nightmares where you're constantly being chased by someone. Mm-hmm that's how it feels it's very surreal so mm-hmm. just imagine being in a i don't know let's see 90 minute nightmare where so <laughs> where various people in different masks and like creepy villagers are chasing you through this like medieval hospital and a village <laughs> if that sounds good to you yeah yeah it, I, it was fun and the it had a little bit of that um like village like creepy villager vibe where mm-hmm. it's like oh, the people in this town are weird I think I saw a still from it and like, are there like there, it's like a mask, but is there like a bald head or, or maybe it's just the round mask. Was it? I feel like I remember like, a there's like silver man. There's some like yeah. scary. Yeah. With like there's various masks. Dude? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah red like cape or something. It looked right at my alley as far as, I mean, it is. If you give me like a horror movie with good outfits, I will. That's like so much like money in the bank as far as like <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving you credit. Like you can buy, mortgage a house on the credit I'm giving you for like <laughs> all this like yep outfits interiors or like you know anyway, um, it goes a long way <laughs> for me. Um, that kind of reminds me. I was thinking about talking about it, but again, I'm like plot wise or like this is we're talking about, but I'll just mention it briefly. Um, I think it's called Eyes of Fire, and of course I can't remember the year, but it's kind of like a I'm going to say eighties. I've gotten anyways, mid eighties or something, mid late eighties. And it, um, I was intrigued by it because even though it's a U.S. movie, it was about these sort of like 1750s, um, religious, like they're so religious. They were kicked out. It's almost like the witch, like you're too religious for us. You're not really, you know, your religion's different from us. You're kind of a, anyway, so these, uh, this weird pastor that's like, fucking all the wives in the, <laughs> the town or whatever. I was like, you're trying to hang him, whatever. He's got some sort of supernatural, like he can't be killed thing, whatever. Um, and they go off into the woods to kind of like, we're going to form our own cult or whatever. And uh, basically like the indigenous people of that region, because this is like colonial, wherever. And those uh, indigenous people are like, yeah, get the fuck out of our forest. Like, so they're kind of being chased by like that. But I'm trying to think how much you actually see them. But like, and then there's just a bunch of supernatural shit, like the forest itself is like, you know, they're kind of like stay out of the forest because it's haunted as hell and whatever. And so anyway, this remind me of that, this sort of like. I don't know if there's a pagan element to yours, but you know, the kind of, anytime there's like a creepy old town and you're yeah. kind of like, 
something's going on. Um, anyway, just remind me of that. But that movie was like fine, but it kind of felt like a Canadian like made for TV movie vibe. Like it was real <laughs> low, but I mean, it was it was charming. It was it had some fun stuff in it. But anyway, this one was legitimately I would yeah. recommend like it's yeah. good and not cheesy. It's just a little inscrutable. But hey, yeah. that's kind of our brand. That is our brand. Um, I was like, should I go right into an inscrutable movie? Now I'm going to go into this is the best of the bunch. Um, I I think this would be like a year end wrap up. One of the best films I've seen this year. Kind of. Wow. I was like, this is one like I was like, OK, this is genuinely good um, that I was so uh, glad I found. It's called Pure Blood 1982 as well um, from Colombia. And the director is Luis Ospina. Um and so, okay, plot is, okay, and by, and based on, like, the general um, little log line and the poster, I was like, okay, this is going to be a supernatural vampiric kind of thing. It was not, uh, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, so it's a rich old businessman. Uh, he has a rare blood disease where he needs infusions of healthy young blood from boys of the same um, blood group as him. And so his middle-aged- Oh, it's like also- Peter Thiel. <laughs> I know he has like blood boys. Um, so his son, a middle-aged, also like rich fuck, um, finds out that three people in his employee, I can't remember. It's like, it was kind of confusing because I was like, oh, does he work in a hospital? But maybe it's just his father's nurse. Anyways, and then like his chauffeur and a second chauffeur. I don't know. Anyways, I can't remember. Anyways, he kind of like stumbles upon the fact that they're like serial killers or like a little group of, you know, like, yeah, what we do for fun is, you know kill people. Um, and so he blackmails them into like, focusing their, their murdering efforts uh, on young boys that obviously they won't know what their blood group is. So they just kind of have to kill like, eh, hopefully this is the right blood group um, or blood type or whatever. Um, so basically they're like, okay, I'm commissioning you to go out and kill these, you know, young kids, um, drain them of their blood. So that way, like my father who doesn't, the old guy doesn't actually know about this. He's a little out of it. Anyways, but um, so, you know, to infuse him with fresh blood so he can like stay alive. And so it's like, um, again, I went to it, into it, assuming there's like going to be a supernatural vibe. I thought, oh, it's going to be an old rich man. That's like, it's like, no, but it's kind of even better because um, it's about the rich, like physically leeching off of like the, the innocence, the, the working class, <laughs> yeah. whatever, of the working population of the town. Um, so um I found a pristine uh, transfer on that was just restored apparently on Vimeo. I highly recommend watching this. It was like crystal clear. It wow. was beautifully shot. Um, the cinematographer, I don't know if I wrote his name down. Oh, Ramon Suarez also shot Memories of Underdevelopment, which is a Criterion movie. Yeah. So that's his, his credits there. It's for, I mean, he's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, as far as I could tell, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Also, another thing I wrote down that the cinematography sh- cinematographer shot was uh, a 2001 low budget gangster or like mob movie <laughs> starring like Frank Vincent, you know, like in Sopranos and like every mob movie, and Polly Walnuts. So okay, the oh movie the movie's called Smoke and Stogies. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> really? Like the the poster is perfect, Smoke and Stogies. <laughs> I don't know if it has to do. The- smuggling cigars i have no idea but i was like i like it and i don't i hate mob movies but i kind of want to watch it um anyway um what was i gonna say oh yeah and then the director mostly um it seems like he's kind of a stalwart of um the colombian film industry he does a lot of like documentary shorts specifically about like the region um i can't remember if the region was called cali or something but that's where the movie was shot 
And um, yeah, this movie is like legit, like just fun to watch. I mean, obviously it's like, <laughs> I feel kind of bad. Like, oh, there's like a lot of kids. You don't see a lot of, I don't know, maybe it's more of an eighties thing where it's like, Nowadays, I'm like, do you really see a lot of horror movies that are like, let's kill some kids? Like, I don't know. Like, it's no, like, yeah, not usually. We've, we've made that a little off limits, I think, uh, yeah. of late. Um, so it's good old fashioned <laughs> kid killing. Um, yeah, but beautifully shot. Um, can't recommend it enough. Uh, Pure Blood. Watch for it to, on Vimeo. Cool. Yeah. Forget about Vimeo, you know? But sometimes I know, stuff I was, shows up on there. I was fully expecting, like, okay, this is going to be like the trailer or something. And it, it yeah. Was yeah. Well, I guess I'll rec- my next one again. I'm just going in <laughs> recency first. This will be fun. I'll end with the one that I've seen the longest ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> smart. <laughs> um, but uh, this one is on Vimeo's hmm, competitor, compadre, YouTube. A <laughs> uh, cult from 2009 by Koji Shiraishi. Uh, we've previously talked about Naroy. If you liked his style on that, you'll really enjoy it in this. It's another like found footage style. Mm-hmm. And uh, he play he's he's himself uh, as a director interested in like this very strange, seemingly random murder at this scenic viewpoint in um, somewhere in Japan. And then he basically decides to investigate and interview people that were there and investigate the circumstances and interview the survivors um, of this attack. Did I say there was an attack? Anyway, there was an attack, a murder that happened. Yeah. And um, so investigating this random murder, he then uncovers all of this sort of occult symbolism. Um, And then it just takes... I like, I really don't want to spoil it, but it takes a turn. Speaking of things that are kind of off limits, I feel like, I mean, I would not put a content warning on this or anything. There's nothing like that, but it's like, it's mm-hmm. the, the sort of third act of how this occult stuff comes together and how it blooms, let's just say, is like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. So um, it's fun too, because, you know, we both like Kyoshi Kurosawa. So he is, he plays himself uh, as just like, oh, he's just a guy that has this passing interest in these occult um, symbols. And he's kind of like a semi-expert that the guy talks to. So anyway, Hmm. it's a good time. Um, And again, on YouTube, this is probably the most legitimately scary of the movies that I watched. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something actually scary, occult on YouTube is the one to watch of my recommendations. I'm always looking for, yeah, cult. That's a, a big tagline or, you know, whatever for me, like with a uh, tagline um, category, whatever. When I'm looking at horror, I was like, that's a good one. That's a classic for me. That's, that's one of my mainstays. Well, it's right um, there in the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking, you saw, you said Kurosawa and that kind of reminded me, I think I kind of mentioned him as like a vague reference for, um, Angel Dust, uh, 1994, uh, Japan, directed by Gakoryu Ishii. So a woman forensic psychiatrist is working with investigators to profile and solve a string of serial murders that occur every Monday at 6 p.m. on the subway. Um, The trail leads her to her former mentor slash lover that she suspects is manipulating his patients. Um, so, um, 
I think I wanted this to be a little more uh, Kurosawa than it was. I mean, it was still really good. And again, I feel like if I saw if I saw a really good transfer of it, that just mm. really changes the game. It's one of those things I used it to does. be like, yeah, like I'm not one of those. Oh, I guess he and was it 4K HD Blu-ray, but you know, I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, but I have no like noticed throughout my life, like I didn't even know I really how much I loved John Carpenter until because I just was like, mm. oh, I streamed it on whatever, yeah, back in the day. And then when I saw the thing for the first time in theaters, I was like, holy shit, genius. Oh my God, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know what we were dealing with here. <laughs> so I do feel like if I saw a really great transfer of this, I would probably um, like up it a few points. Um, it was really creepy. Um, the lead had great outfits, like uh, high waist pleated pants, dark um, round sunglasses, a black bob. I mean, you know, that alone, it's, it's worth price of admission. Um, and so, yeah, it's free. Um, I believe it was on OKRU. Um, but again, maybe there's a better transfer out there, but, um, but yeah, that just, the Kurosawa thing made me think of that. And that was again, horror, um, you know, that's murder. (laughs) So I can't, I think there was like a weird, like cult religion thing going on, which I can't remember that had to do with like the grooming of it all, the kind of manipulation. Like, I think maybe that her mentor was like deprogramming, people from a religion. I I'm again, like a blanket apology. I watched so many things and so many things had to be like curses and I don't know. And like weird under like underground religion and stuff. So it's a little muddled. So I'm not <laughs> sure about it hundred percent. Right. But I'm pretty sure there's that aspect. So, um, but yeah, um, it's worth a watch. I'd say. Yeah. The transfer thing is always funny. I've kind of, I'm kind of the same way. The one, the one, that I'll talk about next. I watched as a terrible transfer. I think it was a transfer from Brazilian TV, but it's on the internet archive. So you can watch it <laughs> pretty easily. Um, it's called Daughters of Fire, As Filas do Fogo. I don't speak Portuguese. Mm. Uh, directed by Walter Hugo. I want to say Hori, but Corey, K H O. URI, uh, who is kind of, I mean, I think pretty well known in Brazilian film, but not for not for horror. Mm. Uh, it is a queer horror. So a woman, a young woman, probably college age, goes to visit her girlfriend in Gramado in the south of Brazil. And then it's pretty weird, man. So <laughs> the a girlfriend is from a very wealthy landowning German family in Brazil. Very red alarms there. Just red yeah. alarms in general for Germany, Germans yeah. in South America. It's just bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they have an annual festival called the Settlers Ball. That sounds bad. <laughs> um, it's called the Colonizers Ball. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird that there's like shady shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but it's this very remote estate where... The girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, my grandfather built this place and he wanted it to be perfect and isolated from the world. And then all the people, there's one servant who is an Afro-Brazilian woman, but everyone else appears to be quite German. Again, just like fully in this weird bubble. And uh, there's kind of a whole thing with the girlfriend's dead mother and her specter kind of metaphorically and literally haunting the (laughs) estate and then you know there's a creepy neighbor who's like oh we'll 
get you to the settlers ball <laughs> and you know stuff just gets pretty freaky from there it's in the woods there's lots of um nighttime crawling around and <laughs> uh people with scary blue german eyes and old-timey clothes this is set like in since we have 1978 so set in the 70s but the people seem to be a bit out of time mm-hmm. and um yeah i it's interesting. There's a lot in there where it seems like there's a lot of commentary there, but I don't think it, it doesn't seem from what I've read about this director that that is really his, I mean, he was allowed to keep making films during the dictatorship, but I do believe this was banned for a long time because mm-hmm. of the queer. I mean, it was like a very open queer relationship uh, mm-hmm. at the center of it, but um, yeah, it, it actually does kind of have the outsider in a freaky village vibe that Litan does. So maybe there's that theme running through some of my picks. Yeah. That sounds great. <clears throat> um, I was um, maybe going to save this. This is sort of a last minute edition, but I was like, but Brazil and uh, white people in Brazil, because I was like, okay, so I uh, found this movie Satanic Attraction last minute. And I was like, oh, okay. I, you know, I wanted some real good, like, yeah, cult satanic stuff. Um, so it's from 1990, Brazil. Uh, director is, uh, I don't know if that'd be Fauzi Mansour. Um, so thinking, oh, there won't be a huge white cast in this i was wrong so i guess oh yeah German, there's a lot of, there's a, yeah there's just a lot of white people in brazil like all the rich people are white i guess like yeah or like the brazilian film industry maybe I don't, anyways so i um didn't expect this to kind of feel like such an 80s 90s just like u.s movie where there's just i don't know almost like a beach community where it's like there's murders going on and anyway so i i it was uh, a weird feeling in that like this seems too familiar to you know what i'm used to so, um, yeah, so there's another one that features another like vaguely clandestine cult pulling the strings the whole time, but it's like mentioned in the beginning and kind of at the end, but you don't hear a lot about that, uh, maybe until like the third act. Um, and this director is apparently like a real blue, uh, what's it called? Like a boobs and blood kind of guy. Cause I looked at his filmography <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and, uh, the titles were, yeah, pretty schlocky. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, okay. So the synopsis is, um, woman radio DJ has a popular show where she reads original horror stories. She writes, and this one episode, she's pressed for time and she's at the typewriter and some like, ink, you know, some red ink spills or something. And she's like, oh, no, like, um, I guess I'll just improv this story on, live on air. <laughs> so um, so she does that. And as she's like, just kind of like making up this story on the fly, lo and behold, the exact same murder that she's sort of laying out in the story is happening in real time um, in real life. And more murders like keep piling up. Uh, with the same circumstances, she's like, oh, I guess I'll keep improving. And <laughs> and she's totally like blonde beach babe kind of, but she has this radius. I mean, it's kind of a door. It's a perfect little 80s. I do love like, I don't know how to say this, like unusual jobs for women instead of just like, I'm so used to just like, she's, I don't know, she has a bakery or something, whatever. You know what I mean? Just some bullshit. I was like, oh, radio DJ that she reads original horror stories. I was like, that's something interesting, at least. Um, anyway, so we eventually sort of find out that she's, I, I mean, again, maybe I'm put a big question mark at the end of all these yeah. sentences. I think she's channeling the intentions of 
uh, a mysterious satanic sort of man who after each kill he's a well is he a real life person i'm not sure maybe he's a specter anyway <laughs> but basically he's a guy and he's killing people around town in these really gory ways uh so this is a real guts uh you know there's at least one decap uh sorry that's what i I've started calling instead of decapitation. I'm like, how many decaps we got in this this movie yeah. here? Anyway, um, so each time he kills someone, he has like this, he just basically gathers like a bucket of their blood. And like, I've never seen this before actually in a movie. I thought it was kind of interesting. He pours it on this like grave. So I've never seen that where you pour like as a, as a whatever you call it, a motif or a trope or something. I've never seen pouring blood onto like a fresh, like patch of earth like grave mm. and then it's like you see it seeping through into the coffin of this like you're like maybe it's a girl there's like a dress maybe and you do see like this like woman figure um in a dress but with like a ghoulish like melted face, <laughs> I don't know, oh. face appear and so you're like okay is he trying to bring this woman to life like the, not the radio dj this other person it does there's so many characters actually it's kind of confusing um anyway and because so, there's also like the investigation going on there's this like woman that's like, um, I, I don't know if she's meant to be a reporter. I can't remember, but she's also kind of just like hanging around the cops while they're trying to investigate this. Um, and she's like pretty pregnant, I think in real life. And I, I will say I've never seen this where it's a, I'm just going to assume the actor was pregnant. She's pregnant and she's like, has a job, but she's wearing like basically a sports bra and like short shorts, like around town the whole time. Like I've never seen a, a pregnant woman dressed so sexy. And I mean that in a good way. Like I was really refreshing. <laughs> I was like, finally, it's like, she's a career gal, but she's like, you know, but I live on the beach. And so I want to wear a bikini while I'm pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I actually was like, I kind of love this. I, I was like, I've never really seen that as a thing. Um, but anyway, Oh my God, the plot, who cares? Uh, basically you find out that he's pouring the, the guy's pouring the blood of the victims on the grave of his, I guess, dead twin, dead, you know, woman twin, a female twin, um, that they're all part of this, like, you know, they were raised in the satanic cult to be, who knows, whatever, important. And so she rises from the grave. And then you, I think this is the satanic attraction part. They like, fuck oh. <laughs> so sorry content warning on that um so yeah and then i guess that i was like but is that all in service of the cult or is this his own little subplot mm. little thing he wanted to do with the attraction of it all anyway so it uh had like a lot of fun new ideas in it that i've never seen before it was actually shot pretty well um again better transfer i'd probably even think high, more highly of it but it was a lot of fun a lot, a lot of just wild stuff um it was an hour and like 42 minutes which seems like this movie Ooh. should be an hour and 15 yeah. and you're out the door you know <laughs> so it was a bit long but um i don't know i mean it was it was just like wild i mean if not for the <laughs> incest i'd be like don't even hesitate go go and check it out but i was like well <laughs> uh you know it's whatever i don't know who, who cares it's a boobs and blood movie so sure <laughs> lots of gore too also like truly like they went to the the slaughterhouse uh the abattoir whatever it's called and they yeah. get some, got a big old thing of guts uh to have fun with so but you know um oh yeah and i think i i think if, i'm assuming i found an okru so i don't know <laughs> Bill, you that's the best of brazil right there <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I guess I'll just talk about two more. Well, this one, so I really liked this movie, but it turned out to not really be a horror movie, but it is, I mean, there's like a theme of witches, so we'll go with it. Uh, so Poison for the Fairies, 1986. It is from Mexico, directed by Carlos Enrique Taboada. Uh, Mexico City, 1965. Flavia is pretty wealthy new at school she befriends veronica who is a little orphan girl who lives with her grandmother who's probably like you know it kind of feels like oh they just let her go to the school a charity case or something oh, yeah and veronica is a bit of a you can tell she's a bit of an outcast at the school um probably for socioeconomic reasons but then also kind of her own little rebellion is that she's like well i am a witch like i am a master of the dark arts these girls are, I mean, maybe 10. <laughs> so she, uh, you start early, you know? Yeah. You know, you sure do. Um, so Veronica kind of takes, takes Flavia under her wing and is like, we like, this is how, you know, I do things as a witch and I've got my snakes that I bring to school and stuff like that. Um, Veronica has a nanny that, uh, is always telling her stories and telling her things about witches. So I think that's where her imagination has run away with her, but then, um, something happens that kind of convinces Flavia that, that Veronica really is a witch. And then things get real serious and very, very weird and tense in the way that I, we, I could have picked this like way long ago. We did a theme on, uh, female friendships mm-hmm. and this could be, definitely an entry in that because it's um it's like toxic girlhood friendships <laughs> and when they go wrong that's yeah, all yeah. i'll say it does turn into a horror movie at the end so you know i don't think that's a spoiler to say they it takes a turn but um it's i think that the rare film guy put it mm. on okay.ru but know. I only noticed after you started talking about okay, are you that like that's where the movies on rare film were like mm-hmm. hosted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I found out. Well, I think I don't know if that's where I found out about okay, are you, but it's at least where I was like, oh, like it legitimized it in my eyes or something. It come, or I, instead of just being like results where you're like, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> like what's <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wait, if this is where they li- or where he's getting them or where, whatever, I don't know the pipeline right. or whatever. I was like, okay, so maybe there's more. And then I like, I will just pause here and say, like, I've been going absolutely nuts on it, like, <laughs> like bookmarking to like, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so sorry if I mentioned it 5,000 times, but it is like my new religion. I anyway, it's just such a good source for like deep cuts. And so I'm all about it. So anyway, I've been, I feel like after um, a year and a half of like COVID and like, you would think that's the time, like you're home, watch movies. But I was like, not in the mood. I was just watching like series. Like for, I feel like for 18 months, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I just want to go back to familiar, familiar things and series. And I was not in the mood. And I feel like just something in the last like month or two clicked. And I've been like, Finally, I feel like I've got this zest for film back again. I'm so excited. Sorry, this is like a whole personal journey I've gone. <laughs> I was like, I express my depression through cinematic withdrawal or something. I don't know. Um, and so I'm back, maybe. And so I'm I've I got really it made me excited again. So I was just going with it. Um so um that yeah, a poison for fairies. I've been wanting to see that um for a minute. And I sorry, I meant to watch it for this um so I could 
talk about it, but um, I, and it reminds me of the movie don't deliver us from evil. I think from like around maybe 1970, I'm probably wrong about that. Something around there, maybe early seventies. And I do, yeah, I do have a thing with like, I love those sort of like, um, well, this isn't European, but the, the sort of films that are again are like fashiony films and where they're about like, yeah, the female friendship where it's like a little twisted yeah. and like they're kind of feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, although wait, what's that Kate Winslet? Um, Heavenly creatures. Yeah. I don't it's, actually um, like that, but like, but I still like, yeah, for some reason I never cared for that one, but um, cause that Peter Jackson, right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, but I do love, yeah. Like twisted female friendship uh, and like kind of childhood adolescence where I don't know, I'm just like your frontal lobe hasn't formed. So you're making really bad decisions and you li- make and really it. weird lies. Like you make up stuff like kids. I just, it does. It does touch on that this movie where it's like oh there's you know you kind of remember some kid being like oh yeah i have a mercedes and you're like that doesn't make sense you're a child but- <laughs> you're a child that's crazy uh, anyway so the, the witch thing on kind of that in there. <laughs> yeah exactly um uh, what was i gonna say um oh yeah and that sorry that and that was also a uh i think i found out about that because it was like a church of film uh, movie oh. um, in Portland uh, film society here um, a while back. And then that's a good segue into one I wanted to talk about again. Is this horror? I don't know. It was on some lists. I watched it. <laughs> Mr. Designer, uh, 1987 Russian film or I don't know, USSR at the time um, directed by Oleg Tepsov. Um, so also found out about this because of church of film um, and sorry, I'm always like from the fashions of horror movies, but sorry, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> So this has it in space. Um, so it's a uh, pretentious artist um, in, I can't remember the era of, you'd probably know better than I would. It, it's like maybe post crap. I don't know. What, what's like the, the. It's uh, the saw. No, wait, the sorry. Saw. The thought. You, wait, did you say it was the sixties or the eighties? Well, this is made in 87, but what's the period of time? Perish. I'm not <laughs> the word. Perish. It's okay, basically the like so. It's like the it's like the Gorbachev. early twentieth century, maybe. Oh, early twentieth century, the Silver Age. God, I don't know. Sorry, I should have looked this up. But it's it's olden. I'll say turn of the century ish, and and that oh, that's vague... like the Silver Age. Yeah, it's okay. like Nicholas era. Maybe. Sorry, I should have looked that part up. I can't remember. It's like pre revolutionary Russia. Maybe that's is it. that. No, I mean I've never seen this movie. I'm asking you. Um, tell me about it, Meg. Explain yourself. Uh, <laughs> You're some sort of idiot. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Let's just say it was a fashionable, fun time. People are drinking champagne. I don't know. Um, in Russia, pretentious artist um, makes a, and he kind of like the beginning is like this opening, like dance in a theater. Um, and so I get, I guess we're to assume he like made the costumes for it. You know, he's just a man about town. He's an artist, maybe a fashion designer. I don't know if he'd made the sets for it. I don't know. But um, even though now I think it was like just a black backdrop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's, he's in and around doing, you know, artistic design things. Um, he uh, creates a life-size mannequin of a young woman who models for him. And the, the model um, dies shortly afterwards, maybe of TB. I'm not sure. Um, so years later, kind of cut to him. He's like no longer like fashionable. He's in debt. Um, he's just kind of like laying around in his own filth or whatever. Um uh, so um, and then a rich man comes to him and commissions him to basically like decorate his huge mansion. 
And he's like, oh, no, I mean, I don't know about that. That's not my kind of thing, even though he's like hard up for money. But then <laughs> once the artist um, is introduced to the rich man's wife, young, beautiful wife, um, he's like, okay, I'll take the job. And then pretty soon you realize like, oh, this is because she is, he's like, he assumes that she, like, basically she looks just like the model that the, mm. made the mannequin of. And he's like, okay, so is she that girl and she didn't actually die? Or is this a oh, weird yeah. double thing? Or, and I truly don't, I can't remember if the movie's trying to make us believe this, that like she might be like the mannequin come to life. Like, did he create life, you know, <laughs> and his art with his art? Um, anyways, there's definitely, you know, an eeriness there. Um, so yeah, if you're into just uh, something that's, it's more mood, it's more eerie i mean there's yeah there's a supernatural vibe it's not as you know as much of an occult kind of possession or anything it's just more of like right that kind of stalker sort of like oh what's going on here hmm, yeah. you know anyway <laughs> but there's a lot of uh beautiful clothes and interiors so sorry i couldn't get the, the, the era of russia no, sorry. It was, I, uh, no no i i was like there's like a name for it i think um i was looking it up and of course i can't even remember even within the, the movie i'm like what were the clothes were they but yeah, it would have to be kind of pre-revolution, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, everyone's gorgeous and I don't know. Check it out. Mr. Designer. <laughs> um, also, actually, I think I may have seen that one on YouTube. So it's oh. it's around. Yeah, it's around. All right. Well, this is my last one. And I was saving because I thought that I think you have maybe a movie by the same director. Hmm. We'll find out on your list. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mine is Mystics in Bali by... H. Jet Jalil, uh, Indonesian director. It's from 1981. And oh, it's just a good time. It's just a good <laughs> yeah. old, just a good old time. Yeah. So what's a good old time? But then I'm like, what's it really saying? Okay, well, I'll get to that <laughs> in a second. So there's this researcher who I think we're supposed to believe is American. And she's researching a like she's an anthropologist, which <laughs> red flag alert. Uh, she is researching a book that takes her to Bali, and she wants to learn about this black magic cult that she's read about. She wants to like embed with the cult and study the black magic. Like what could go wrong? Obviously, mm-hmm. so she has this young hunk that apparently has been guiding her around, and he's like, "Oh, no problem. Like I'll introduce you to." a cult member, sorcerer, witch. (laughs) And he takes her out into the middle of nowhere and is like, oh yeah, here's, here's one of the practitioners of, uh, Liak, which I guess is the, is the cult. Um, and the witch is exactly what you, I mean, just kind of like a caricature of like evil witch, (laughs) like, you know, just like the big wordy nose. And she's like, no problem, dearie. I'll take you into the cult. I mean, it's like she's literally, (laughs) yeah, she's literally cackling like as if we were doing kind of a witch commercial for racist pieces or something like, yeah. (laughs) So obviously then instead of just training her in the dark arts, she decides to use her as I guess Liak are these flying vampires um, that go around and like pray. This is like a mythological thing in mm-hmm. Indonesia, maybe throughout Southeast Asia that um, they prey on women and newborn babies. But 
this woman researcher gets turned into one and it's a, I mean, if you look this movie up, you'll see a poster of like her decapitated head. So there's a decap. Get a decap. Oh, there's a decap. <laughs> and, and it's just like this mannequin head flying around with like all these, like her head comes off yeah. and then all the internal organs are just like, whoop, come along with her, like out of her oh body, like just God. like sucked right on out. And then I it just it. sails around preying on people. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's very <laughs> over the top, but there's a, I, I am fascinated. I believe it was banned at the time because it was during the military dictatorship years there, right? Cause 1981. So yeah, it's still pretty I'm bad sure. times. Yeah. Um, but so it mentions like black magic, although it kind of is like, oh, we need to reclaim it's in it. Like, that's why I'm, I'm struggling. I didn't read a lot about this movie, but it's like, we need to like cast out the evil spirits and like the evil demons. Um, but then it seems to be in favor of some kind of monotheistic. I'm not actually sure if it's like which religion it is that they're like, you know, praying to God mm-hmm. um, to kind of cast out this <laughs> lady witch demon that causes people's yeah. heads to pop off. And I mean, there is like a, there's some kind of disgusting stuff, but that's okay. Uh, also, but, it's bad that I'm like, is it really a decap if you have all your organs? And then attached? it does come back. Like it comes back, okay, just pops, pops right back, back in, on, just sort of pops back right in. back in. But um, <laughs> like a toothpaste back in the tube. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting to think about it in terms of, um, I don't know. This is like not that long. It's like not even what, 20 years after uh, the dictatorship just like massacred it's like thousands and thousands of communists, like on the beaches of Bali. Uh, mm. By the way, anyone who even thinks about going someplace like Bali on vacation, you yeah. really should read the Jakarta method by Vincent Bevins before you consider doing such a thing, oh, wow. just to know what the United States has wrought around the world. Sorry, but it started with Indonesia Oh. It's it's an eye-opening book that I think does a good overview. Put that in living our truths here. Just really <laughs> want it. This is my truth as the truth you picked up. People, <laughs> this people. Is the real me. <laughs> um, the CIA and the IMF are my sworn enemies. Uh, but it's it's I, I'm not sure tonally, like if this is a very like I know it was banned because it mentions like magic, but it felt reactionary in an interesting way um but i could be reading too much into it um it's just interesting thinking about like black magic in bali and thinking about one of the one of the claims that the dictatorship um that the cia installed made about communists was that they were like blood-sucking witches like it was this weird combination of preying mm-hmm. on people's um fears about like various like legends um mm-hmm in towns and like a fear of communism. Anyway, <laughs> that's just to say it's very half-baked. I'm just throwing some things out there, yeah, yeah. but you know, read that book and watch this movie and you tell me what you think. No, that's what I was going to say. It was kind of a, a theme in general with a lot of these movies that I hate to say, I'm like, please work some downers here. Or, you know what I mean? Or I'd be like, I don't know. This wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Cause it wasn't like a fun splashy romp, but I do feel like because a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I think they're actually probably speaking you know, on a, an authoritarian thing that's going on that I maybe yeah. not aware of in whichever, you know, said country that I'm, you know, referring 
referring to that I'm watching. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that is a bit of a through line that I'm probably really um, getting short shrift to in all of my little, uh, you know, uh, recaps of these. <laughs> um, but the same director um, uh, also did Lady Terminator. So sorry to go from your, you know, uh, very uh, considered um the interpretation of that one to mama like, lady terminator well i mean this movie uh, my movie was goofy too so yeah 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 <laughs> um and this probably has maybe it's the same thing but i'm just like i don't know because i'm a dumb uh what is it golden retriever of a person i don't <laughs> anyway i don't see it um so 1988 uh and so I don't know, like if you saw this when you were researching, but I did seem to notice, and this is all just um, anecdotal me just like seeing, it did seem like Indonesia had a pretty robust horror scene overall, yeah. which was like really cool. So, um, but yeah, I think he he must be one of the, the big guys because um, yeah, he had a couple interesting ones. So um, this did kind of also involve a family curse. Um, hmm. He's coming up. Um, so I can't remember exactly, but it was like sort of like hundreds of years ago, um, an Indonesian sea witch has basically just like a a bunch of sex. She's a very sex positive. She's just like, you know, fucking guys, I think killing them uh, immediately after. Um, And then she fucks this like bland white guy that comes along and he like dares to try to like not die and maybe even defend himself against her. And she's like, I'm not having it. Um, and so I curse your lineage. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I was like, wait, so I guess he keeps on living because it's sort of like, she was like, basically on down the line, you know, this is going to come back. Just you wait, you know? <laughs> and so um, that's like, you know, the cold open. And then we cut to um, a woman grad student, who actually might be an anthropologist too. So I was like, wait, is that like a whole through line? Oh, interesting. I'm wrong. But I feel like I saw that somewhere because I couldn't remember. I was like, what was she studying? I couldn't remember. Um, anyway, so um, so yeah, we cut to a modern day grad student um, and I'm assuming is the uh, descendant of said, you know, that dud from before. Again, I can't <laughs> express that guy was just... <laughs> Anyway, just a white dud. Anyway, um, so and then you see her like uh, becoming she becomes possessed by the spirit of I think she's called the South Seas Queen, but she's sort of like a sea witch um, from beginning. Um, anyway, so this grad student, um, I think she like goes into the ocean, is like fully possessed by the, the South Seas Queen, and then goes on a Terminator style rampage uh, across the city. Wow. Um, and uh, it's an absolute blast. It, I'm obviously it's taking on the not public domain <laughs> Terminator, uh, whatever <laughs> you know, you got public, you know, a private uh, what's it called intellectual property, um, and which I don't care. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like, a. sorry if I've mentioned before, but it's definitely like a, how did this get made? Kind of, it's just like wacky and wild and fun. And, um, I'm trying to even think of like, anyway, it's just like more of the action horror, which I was kind of like secretly hoping to find like the whole time I was like, oh, this is an interesting mood piece here. And then, you know, and I'm going along, oh, family curses and scrolls and so, oh, that's fine. And then I was like, I kind of wanted this exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, and oh yeah, I didn't know if you saw some of the other titles that this director uh, has made. I had I wrote them down because they, I don't know, I you know me, I love a good title. So one uh, is called "No Rules Rules," and I'm like, does that mean like it rules? Like d- no rules oh, rule? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Satan's Bed, and then this one, I I don't know if this has to. Okay, it's called 
front okay, behind okay. And I was like, does that, is that like the front behind of a woman or a person? Or is that like, I'm the lookout, the front's okay, the behind? I don't know, but I I was like, but I love that as a title, like front okay, behind okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's all. That's all I have with that one. Uh, Found it on, I think, okay, are you, I'm assuming. Um, And it is, it's a real fun one. So, um, Oh, and mine was on YouTube. Sorry. I think I forgot to say that it's on YouTube. Mystics and Bali is on YouTube. Um, Yeah. So, um, and the only other one, I mean, there's a couple others I could mention, but they're, they're honestly, you'll think I'm repeating myself from another movie. It's like um, family curse, scroll, indecipherable, whatever, you know? So I'll just cut to, um, I did, um, I'm always on the the hunt for the next rat boy uh, or specifically like to expand the rat boy universe or the RBU uh, as I like to call it. And so I did watch the rat savior, 1976, a Croatian film, or at the time it might be Yugoslavia. I'm not sure. Um, and I was had really high hopes and I will say it did not deliver. It was a, a, again, like a quiet, there's an underground secret society people like, so it's basically rich people that are trying to like invasion of the body snatchers, this whole town. And this writer who's like, um, uh, temporarily like homeless and he's like uh sleeping in this old huge bank that's like a mansion basically anyway and he kind of becomes aware of their plan and so they're anyways they're trying to trade out everyone in town with like this like rat monster so again it doesn't really explain it it doesn't matter but i was like there wasn't i mean they just kind of become like rat humanoids but i wanted more i was like i want more mm. rat like cre- you know to the the whole thing instead of just like uh, a bit of whiskers or something whatever so sadly the rat savior, Damn. Uh, you know, we can't really add it into, I don't know, like rat boy stands alone, you know, uh, you know, it really <laughs> does. Although, you know, for my movie club, we actually watched Willard, like the original Willard, oh, which I had never seen. Yeah. And it was like, how weird is it that Sandra Locke was like, I'm not done with oh, rat content. She's like the the romantic interest in Willard, oh, and it's so shit. crazy to me that then I'm she was like, "No, rat <laughs> I've got more to say about rats. <laughs> <laughs> There's something here." <laughs> um, that's amazing. Um, no, I've never seen that. Um, and there's a it was a huge it was a surprise box office smash. Isn't that weird? Is, is there another one called like Ben? Ben is a sequel featuring the evil rat that comes out of Willard. And then Michael Jackson actually wrote like a theme wrote song a for it. Song. I think I've heard that song. Yeah. It's um so... ballad, if you will. Yeah. Um that, wow. Ballad of Ben. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, yeah, there's another movie, um, what's it called? Like of unknown origin, maybe that has Peter Weller, where I think speaking of anthropologist, I think he's like an anthropologist or something. And um, I think there's like a rat theme, like he's like his family goes on vacation or something, and he's like home alone. He's like, I'm gonna just really dig into the study of rat. I care <laughs> what it is. But I was like, I've been meaning to check that out because like, okay, that's got like a rat vibe. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, Hey people, if you know of a great, you know, rat base, basically anything in like the uncanny Valley that is in that wheelhouse of rat boy, you know, I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully we, you know, we found a few, uh, hidden gems, uh, around the, the globe. <laughs> um, God, yeah. You got to smash a lot of rocks to, Get to that thunder egg. (laughs) Exactly.
it's time for a uh, pitch, original pitch. We each bring a couple elements and, uh, and their surprise elements. And then we create a, an original film on the spot. Um, so we realized we were like, wait, do we have the same actor? We were both like excited and we're like, wait a minute. That'd be too crazy. Oh yeah. We do have like a new, I don't know if you call it a rule, um, but we're like, um, or we talked about, I don't know if we made it official, but Time does I, not I did. Matter. Okay. Basically <laughs> This is fan fiction all the way. So these actors can be living, dead. It can be, oh, yeah, this person's alive, but I want them in their, you know, in 1982, <laughs> whatever. You know, who cares? We're, all, we're having fun here. So, yeah, yeah the, this is full fanfic all the time now, I think, um, is like it can be any any actor from any time living dead. So um, I found a fun title. I have a couple of fun titles on the way. So I'm trying to decide, okay, we could have two working titles because um, the, the theme is world uh, horror. So, you know, sometimes there's multiple titles mm-hmm. for things depending on the country. Um, so, uh, and they're actually both from 1990. Um, one is Filth Eating Spirit Bites Ogre, uh, wow. which sounds like a personals ad or something for some reason to me, like, um, seeing white female seeking <laughs> ogre that's gonna whatever filthy eating plot spirit. of Shrek. <laughs> yeah, filthy eating spirit bites ogre as uh, a Thai movie, and then this one I re- like this one's for, uh, from Hong Kong. Uh, obviously, these are both I think horror. I'm assuming. Oh, maybe. Anyways, um, but this one I love. It's called Sleazy Dizzy, and I'm like, ooh, Sleazy Dizzy. I was like, that's fun. So I was like, okay, maybe that's the one, and the other one can be like the. The backup. Um, but yes, yeah, Sleazy Dizzy is uh, just a great title. And so, yeah, you're kind of leading or we can kind of form it as we go. Yeah. Well, who's your actor? Uh, oh, yeah, that's so right. We might have the same actor. <laughs> we might have the same actor. Although now that you're saying you emphasize the time doesn't matter thing, I don't think we do. Okay. My actor is dead. Okay. Mine is alive oh. and living in Palm Springs. <laughs> literally. It <Bob> is <laughs> Udo Kier. <laughs> Lives in, oh, lives okay. in Palm Shit. Springs because I was thinking about how good um, Kingdom is. The sorry, Lars von Trier series, like the mm. Danish oh, yeah. team. Never seen it, Cure is, is in that as like, I mean, if you want uncanny, there's an uncanny giant baby <laughs> and it's oh, Udo Cure. Uh- and it's a, hey, it's it's something all right. I think <laughs> it's on Canopy. Um, so that's my actor because he's great. And I feel like I actually saw him in a couple things recently, like young Udo Kier and he's like, yeah. Oh, attractive. Yeah. yeah. Very good looking. Yeah, so yeah. this could be Udo Kier in any era. I, since, since we're like in a, mm-hmm. we're in a time, yeah, <laughs> a time warp. And then, um, premise. I recently watched seventh victim, the 1943 movie. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, just eerie vibe. That's another one. Vibes. I need to rewatch it. Cause I think when I watched it the first time, I was just told, like, basically I was, you know what I mean? Where <laughs> these books, these websites, they're like, you have to like this. You have to watch this. Yeah. It's important. You're like, okay. And then you watch it and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I, I mean, I like it, but I don't know. Yeah. So I think I need to watch it again because I think I would, I would understand more now what it's going for. I, I had think the I was same. Just mostly- yeah. I had the same yeah. exact experience where mm-hmm. now I was like, oh, like, I don't think I really like, hey, no, I've seen this, but I don't have any memory of it. And people act like it's so whatever. So like, yeah, let yeah. me just give it a, and I was just kind of mm-hmm. like laying around. Um, but anyway, premise, 
I just think we need to bring back really like chic, urbane Satanists, you know, like Greenwich Village mm. Satanists. I oh, want because yeah. like Udo Kier is so elegante that to mm. me, rather than kind of these like, ugh, you know, just I, <laughs> I like country- don't want I don't want like, you know, these country bumpkins are coming in here. They're wicker men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I don't want anything that even has like a whiff of annoying, like a 24 kind of, or no like prestige. any kind of folk horror and okay. not even the good folk horror or bad folk horror, okay. like prestige folk horror. So I, but I want like paganism. City. Okay. Yeah. Like city Satanism. Okay. <laughs> Satan in the city. <laughs> yeah. Instead of country mouse city mouse. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, See, yeah, with actor. Okay. Um, because there was another actor I was thinking of, but I'm gonna go with my um the one who's d- dead since I've already kind of laid it on the line. Um Maddie Pelinpaw, who I'm, I'm sure yeah. we've mentioned before in a pitch. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to double up at some point. Um, Maddie Pelinpaw of Aki Krismaki uh fame. He is just a delight, a Finnish actor. Um, yeah, because I just kind of wanted, I mean, he's not urbane. So I don't know, but maybe it could be a little twist on his usual thing. I mean, like he's got his kind of long hair. Maybe he could like slick it back with Udo Kier. They just all get like the slick back hair. I could see him though in like a black turtleneck with some glasses kind of playing against type. Because usually mm. he's kind of like a real um, affable, you know, he's usually like a blue collar yeah. kind of guy. But I could it's, see him. Is he in Leningrad Cowboys Go America? I think so but he's definitely in like what's it like no yeah he is he's the manager so you know he's he's in like all of his movies you know like the suits and the hair where it's like kind of like an elvis vibe maybe oh yeah yeah there you go exactly whip it up into a pompadour (laughs) or a ducktail thing or whatever it's called um yeah so i'm trying to think um i'm trying to think what can these uh well maybe maddie palinpah like gets to the city and his you know cool he's showing the ropes yeah (laughs) his cousin yeah 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 um he's shown him the ropes um i do like when like satan whatever it is satanism or paganism or whatever the thing is you know vampirism even like is brought into an actual like line of work so it's like if they're working um like a television station or like a you know maybe like i don't know not this you know what i mean like i want it in a specific like field because I, I like same with um the brazilian movie i was talking about um satanic attraction where like she has a radio show you know i kind of like it when it's like um a specific whatever it is it have to be in the entertainment industry it could be like he could be like the fraser crane of whatever but he's like i don't know you know what i mean whatever or yeah that, i guess that is a radio show but like you know a psychiatrist or a, i don't know i'd like there to be like some sort of specific career thing or like New Yorker magazine, I don't know, whatever. So I'd like there to be some sort of job related thing. Like there's a certain, hmm. you know, oh, every day it's, oh, I got to go to my radio show. I've got to go to my, you know, cable access, like, you know, but it's like <laughs> urbane. It's like I'm interviewing, you know, kind of an NPR-ish more of like, you know, no, PBS. It's PBS. He's like PBS. I can, I can PBS. Group. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I don't even have a specific thing in mind. And there doesn't even have to be a plot sometimes. I just want to see them, 
you know, just general. I mean, what is the plot of any of any of these movies where it's yeah. just like, yeah, we want Satan to like come back or something. And I don't know. Um, well, maybe they're we- going to bring Satan to Earth via public television, which is what the like Christian evangelicals all think anyway. So maybe they're that's like, true. oh, that's like part of our thing is that we've taken over this public television station. That's true. And we've slowly it- infiltrated it. Is it going to be one of those uh, fundraisers where like, okay, if we raise, raise a million dollars, oh, like Satan's that's gonna a come good back. idea because all those people are contributing and they don't realize they're like making a deal with Satan. Cause they're trying to get their little tote bag. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we've <laughs> talked about, I do love like a hell mouth in a movie and like a horror movie. Yeah. That is a classic thing that I can't get enough of from, like the gate, the Sentinel, things like that. I'm like, yeah, maybe something about we got to break ground. If you, donate we'll get a million dollars whatever and we'll break ground on this like maybe it's like a center maybe that's it like we're gonna have this cultural center yeah. an opera house or something and they're breaking ground but really it's so that like satan can like it'll or they'll crack open and hell will literally be like you know set loose on the city i don't know i think that's pretty good because i want culture yeah. i want some nice culture with the satanism yeah yeah and kind of that i do think it's um the vibe we're talking about is more common in kind of in nineties, like first half of the nineties movies, I think um, like a 1995 style. Oh yeah. Culture. There's a Spanish movie that I've talked about on here by. Is it day of the beast? Day of the beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, there's a vibe. Like Iglesias. Yeah. Is his name Alex. Miguel? Alex. Or- Stella. No. Sunlight. Like the glaciers like, like his last yeah. name. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention my little um my little tidbit, uh, my trope or whatever. Uh music score by Tangerine Dream, which I think can totally you know oh, yeah. movie. Um yeah. So um oh this is a good time to mention. Uh I did notice on Spotify because like James and I were like driving to get a pizza we're picking up and he's like, put on some music. And I was like, I wonder if there's like soundtracks to like horror movies on Spotify. And so I looked up, I think like Trick or Treat, which is one of my favorite, you know, go-to heavy metal horror movies. And the soundtrack is a little goofy because it is like a fake hair metal band, but it was on there. So it was cool. And then I looked up uh, like Demons. Wait, is it Demon or Demons? The, um, or is it Argento which or Bava? One? Bava? Is it? I think. Or is it Lombardo? Lombardo Bava. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Lombardo um, Bava. Is it Demon or Demons? Demons? Oh my God. I think it's anyway. plural. But now I'm confused. No, I don't know. Anyway, because I was talking about another movie called. But Demon then there Demon. is a Dario Argento movie that is called Demon, isn't there? I don't know, and I I've feel like I'm. Myself. This is, uh, you know, sacrilege or something. I can't remember. Basically, it's a good movie. It's Demon or Demons. It's it's the soundtrack is on Spotify. Look it up. I can literally look it up right now. I have it like in my photos because I was excited about it. Um, Demons, 1985. Um, so yeah, uh, just look up if you want some spooky sounds um, right now or all year round. There's a lot of um, horror movie soundtracks on Spotify. So anyways, neither here nor there. Tangerine, Tangerine Dream is what I was talking about. Um, I love this movie. Um, I love the specificity of it. I love how, yeah, how cultured it is. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, well, uh, I yeah. think. You know, and the closing credits I sent you. Did you listen to that remix I sent you from? Uh, I haven't yet. Okay, Claudio Simonetti. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
his uh his YouTube channel has a very cool 90s remix of the Deep Red song oh, with someone okay. rapping into oh. a fanny pack mic over it. So just look forward to that. What? Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm trying to imagine. It's a, oh, it's a treat. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe we could put a link to it or something. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, I'm all about this movie. Sleazy Dizzy <laughs> totally works. No. Um, now I'm sure we could come up with some sort of uh, PBS fundraising drive, uh, you know, phrase that I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah, it's a hit. Okay, we are just going to wrap up with some things on our radar, stuff we have watched, want to watch, want to warn you against. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, Like I said, I... um, I've really, I've finally gotten back into movies. I've been on like just watching series for so long. I feel like I'm, I'm so glad I'm back in the game. Um, I'm getting into weird genres that I never thought I, I was like, well, that's just something I'm never going to explore. Cause I'm not interested particularly, particularly the like mid late sixties, like between old Hollywood and like new Hollywood, you know, um, you know, the easy writer. No, but you know, like, um, that era always seemed like bloated, like they didn't know what they were doing yet. You know what I mean? It's just this weird liminal space where it's just like a bunch of hippie crap um, or even worse than like, like real life hippies is like um, old men's idea of what counterculture is, you know what I mean? Like, all right, everyone's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. All that shit. So I kind of never thought like, oh, that's just an area I'm never going to explore besides like the graduate or something that's just like, you know, here's the classics. Um, or, you know, things from not America. But I, um, so I've weirdly been in the mood. I was like, even if it's like bad and like, again, I don't know, I keep going to the word bloated, like basically like exploitation. I was like, I don't know, I'm in a weird <laughs> mood for it. So all those like, you know, as soon as they did like whatever happened to baby Jane, then there was all this like, what happened to so-and-so and what's going on? Like literally the movie titles are like, who slew Annie Rue and uh, what's the matter with Helen? Like literally <laughs> like that. And so, or like, what's going on with Rosemary's baby or something? I don't even know. So um, I've been watching some of that kind of stuff. Um, that's, it's not great, but I don't know when I'll ever be in the mood again. So I was like, hmm. I, sometimes if I'm in a weird mood, I might just roll with it for a while. So I watched... <laughs> Literally, I'm not, I wasn't even joking. It's called What's the Matter with Helen? Oh. It's got, um, what is her name? Well, it's got Debbie Reynolds and who, okay. You showed me that video of Debbie Reynolds doing the exercise video. What is the woman that was making- Shelly Winters? Shelly Winters, yes, yes. Which that video is everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it must've been around, I don't maybe they're just already friends, but, or maybe it was around the time they made this or something. But um, so Shelly Winters is- she plays the same part she plays in every movie where she's just like, oh, uh, you know, like qu- quivering um, and upset. And um, so they have like a dance studio, like their sons have, they are just friends. I get acquaintances. Their sons have murdered 
have been accused or, you know, charged with murder. So they're like, let's move to, to uh, Hollywood and start a dance studio. It's like the twenties or thirties anyway. So that's nuts. Uh, <laughs> so that's a thing that exists. Hollywood horror house is a mess. It's got an old Marion, Miriam Hopkins, um, who's like an old Hollywood star. And uh, it's, it's got some interesting stuff in it. Oh, I did watch that cold day in the park. Oh yes, um, That was amazing. I was like, how come this isn't more well-known? This is yeah. crazy because it's so good. It's yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I guess I also have a thing about like those sort of, well, I mean, I guess Altman had been making things for a while for TV and stuff, but I, I think of him as more of like a seventies director. And like, so I had this assumption like, Oh, seventies directors, like their early stuff they made in the sixties, it's always going to be bad. Right. Cause they didn't have creative control or something, you know? Um, again, an assumption, um, in this case, I'm completely wrong. This movie's amazing. Watch it. Um, oh yeah. I found this movie with, uh, Sharon Tate. I think it's their first role. Uh, I have the devil 1966. The director is Jay Lee Thompson, who I've seen the, the, um, his name around, but I've, I've never, it's more, I don't know, just kind of like a random name I've seen. Um, this movie's amazing. It's definitely got a lot of like, so I keep coming back to like family curses and things. Um, there's like a pagan element, but there's like a family estate. It's got David Niven, um, David Hemmings, Deborah Carr. Um, it's shot beautifully. I can't recommend it enough. I have the devil. Um, and let's see what else. Oh yeah. And also I've gone down. So I'm really <laughs> just going on a tear here. Um, I also been going down a forties, fifties, black and white, like British suspense noir thing, which again, I haven't been super into British movies except for like Hitchcock. And I always sort of resented um, Hitchcock's more British outings, which I know mm. he's British, but I'm just like, my no, bring in the Hollywood stars, you know, um, these like, these Brits are boring, <laughs> which is unfair. Um, I've been completely uh, into this era all of a sudden. Um, I mean, some of it's just those sort of Miss Marple, Sherlock, Agatha Christie basics, which have been really cozy and fun. Um, but yeah, just going into like British noir. I don't even know if I have specific titles. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of it's a little horror, like Village of the Damned. Um, some of it's just, you know, kind of Hitchcockian, just, you know, suspense. Um, yeah, and Hammer Studios stuff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I've just kind of been all over the place. But those are two areas. Um, yeah, the the sort of late 60s, uh, mostly American, and then the uh, British suspense thing, which is like, it opened up a whole new world of, cause I love, you know, we always talk, I love suspense and mysteries. So it's opened up a whole world of that. So that's been fun. Um, a lot of it available in OKRU. So, um, yeah, um, check out my letterbox. I've got a lot of lists. Every time I'm, I'm exploring a new genre, um, I usually have to end up making a list to keep my thoughts straight. So, um, you know, I don't know, check it out if you like. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything? I feel like I've just been talking for 50 hours. Um, <laughs> uh, well, there's a movie that I desperately wanted to watch for this. And then it was taken down by YouTube before <gasps> I could watch it. And a great tragedy for me personally. And then I like could not find it because sorry, I'm a goody goody. And I don't want anything to happen to my internet because <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I need it for work. Um, yeah. So uh Tilbury from 1987 by hmm I'm not really sure what this 
Icelandic letter is Vidar Vikingsson. That's his last oh, name. Wow. <laughs> um, it is obviously Icelandic. Uh, here's the premise for you. In the year 1940, when there were British forces occupying Iceland, a country boy goes to Reykjavik to work for the army. He also wants to know what became of his childhood sweetheart. He soon discovers that she's having an affair with the British soldier. Moreover, he starts to suspect that the soldier, instead of being an officer and a gentleman, is in fact a very peculiar kind of monster. Oh, and wow. So I like <laughs> accidentally, it's it's a TV movie from Iceland from the 80s. Um I took a, a class on the Icelandic sagas in college and we watched some TV movies about some of the sagas and they were scary as hell, even though they weren't <laughs> attempting to be just because it just the aesthetic was very oh. <laughs> scary. So an intentional horror movie for TV from 80s Icelandic TV is truly my catnip. Uh, I accidentally mm-hmm. spoiled like I looked up the title of the movie trying to find it and then I spoiled like what the reveal is Mm. so just know that that if you start to look too deep you're going to figure out what this word is in icelandic okay um but it's so over the top i i I truly it's like not even an hour i so if anybody hey if you've come across it whatever you just let us know because i would like to see it very much it's my (laughs) new white whale (laughs) otherwise um, I did look up that one. I remember you texting me and I did look that up on my, I'm gonna say it for the hundredth time. Uh, okay. Are you, it's like candy man. And now I'm going to, whatever. <laughs> mouth is going to open up. And, um, yeah. Um, I did look it up. I did not find it even under the Icelandic oh, yeah. title. Um, Sad. so yeah, so that one's, yeah. uh, dust in the okay. wind. I'll just <laughs> wait. I'll just wait for someone to upload it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I watched my friend, Paul, was like, oh, you like Kurosawa? Have you seen To the Ends of the Earth, which is on can of no criterion right now? Mm. Mm. Uh, it's so good. It's not at all like one of his horror movies. Um, it is a young TV host who's trying to like be like a like a adventurous gal, like on a TV show about travels in Uzbekistan. I think it's Uzbekistan. Yeah. Mm. Um she just is very how do i put this she's very shy and very afraid of just like normal things in in this foreign country where she doesn't really know anyone and she's just traveling with her tv crew and um it just turns out to be a really great just a really great meditation on i don't know being like alone in your own head Mm. uh I enjoyed that very much. Hmm. If you want something not scary from Kurosawa. Ooh, also on Criterion, I watched Bad Influence, (laughs) which it looks like you've seen with Rob Lowe and James Spader. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's a good, you know what? It's a good time. It's just, there's like a, there's a psychosexual element to where like Rob Lowe plays the, like a creep who, I don't know, even know he's like, he's, it would have been good for scams and cons. He scams James Spader's um square character into which being is, an amoral yuppie which is kind of funny to think that there's a movie if someone's like hey there's this like single white female type of whatever you know movie yeah. and, and james spader's and you're like oh cool he's so he's the scam guy he's yeah. like the bad guy no nope, no he's not he the bad influence he's the, like yeah. a nerdy yuppie who doesn't know what the hell's going on I mean, he can um, play it both ways he's amazing he can i bet they i was like oh, i bet they had a great time doing this like yeah, kind of yeah. like playing against type you know yeah yeah totally there's stuff going on there that 
<laughs> but it's not it's not a horror. It's a, it's a thriller, but it's like a fun, like scam home invasion type type movie. If you don't want to think too much. I think Billy Zane's sister is the love interest gal in it. Lisa Zane. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I remember that because she was she, I was like, I don't remember her from other. Th- I mean, she might have been other things I don't know about, but uh, I was like, I, I just remember her being like pretty good and like, you know, really cute and stylish. And so I was like, where is she? What happened? Anyway, what, uh, where did yeah. she where did where she go? She? Yeah. Uh, another one that I watched, I was thinking it was horror. It is not a Cameroonian movie from 2005, oh. The Bloodettes by Jean-Pierre Bicolo. Um, I think it's worth a watch because it is on Canopy. Why not? It's set in a near future Cameroon and these two young women get caught up trying to hide this body of this high level official that dies, uh, having sex with one of them. (laughs) And then it just becomes a very hard to follow caper. That's kind of (laughs) surreal where they're trying to like hide a body. Uh, There's a decap and then there's like (laughs) a, a body swap. There's wakes. There's just a whole lot of, Zaniness, (laughs) Zaniness, <laughs> zaniness going on, and then there's kind of an interesting element of like this sort of uh, supernatural feminine energy that like uh, of these like women that are kind of like watching them do this. So hmm. I think it's it is it's an enjoyable watch. Um, I think there's a lot of political commentary in there about like contemporary, like you know, 21st century Cameroon that honestly went over my head. But um, just based on the director's other stuff. Like I would say that there is a political message to it, but it also can just read as like these two cute young girls, like, you know, <laughs> hiding bodies, uh, and yeah, hiding bodies and forgetting them on the sidewalk instead of trying to take <laughs> them out in the car and stuff like that. So I think um, that's it for me. And I got one last, cause I got to do a heavy metal horror thing. I may have mentioned this last time, a last ho- uh, Halloween episode, but um, the black roses, uh, 1988, it's just, uh, yeah, like I think this uh, mysterious metal. Well, I say whenever I say heavy metal in most movies, it's going to be hair more metal. hair metal. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I wish it, it weren't so, but um, I think it's a little more hair metal. But this metal band comes to this like nowhere town and they're like, anyway, they're playing for three nights. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And I was like, OK, to the same 50 people um and they're you know influencing these teens and of course there's nefarious uh things they're trying to accomplish uh through their music and through the you know staying in the town so long um i haven't seen it in a minute so i don't remember every little thing but i remember there's like you know there's little there's little creatures i love a little creature you know whatever in a movie um and then there's like some quote-unquote metal um it's a rock show whatever um yeah. and it was yeah it was a lot of fun so i i'm not sure i'm sure that's around somewhere but i, I had to leave you with a little something a little heavy metal horror uh <laughs> um but yeah so i think I oh think wait the, i have yeah, one oh. more i have one more thing that's a series i know you've not been watching series but it's a short series it's norwegian it's called postmortem no one dies in scarness and mm. it's on netflix and um it's like a black comedy horror and a woman wakes up in a field no a woman (laughs) wakes a woman is found in a field they think she's dead she wakes up on the table in the morgue (laughs) yeah she comes back to life and then it becomes um kind of a series of events about what is going on why is she alive after she died i love norwegian 
well, or, you know, Scandinavian, like anything, whether it's like a yeah. crime or horror or whatever. Um, so I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, man, we've done wall to wall. I mean, this has been just chock full of recommendations. Yeah. This is just like, we've been packing it in. This list is going to be ugh, really long. It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> really a it's pain. Be, the true horror is the length of this list. Yeah. yeah. And if we miss stuff, just, I don't know, DM the Instagram or Twitter and we'll just figure we'll out you, what the heck we were talking we'll fill you about. in. If you're like, it was something about a family curse and a scroll. Like, and I'm like, well, how much time you got? <laughs> yeah. Here's a link to a 25,000 uh, yeah. letterbox <laughs> list. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll send you to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope we've given you plenty to uh, ponder <laughs> and watch on these cold autumn nights. Um, yeah, you can, you're already listening to this, so you know where to find us. So all of you're not an idiot. So (laughs) I don't know why people always, I'm like, I don't know. I'm already listening to your podcast. Like, I don't need to know how to podcast roulette or something. Yeah. Which (laughs) where am I? Um, but all of the, we will try our best to link to everything mentioned, uh, on the podcast in the episode notes. Happy Halloween. Should I say pull up a tombstone? (laughs) I don't know. What's a spooky chair? Pull up a... Pull up a... What is it? What is like a demon sit on? (laughs) What's a chair that demons sit on? Pull up a throne. That's like anybody, though. <laughs> Pull up a What's throne like, of bones. A bone throne. A bone. That sounds like really sexual. Pull up a. Uh, there has there ever been a, a horror movie about a chair? That's a Besides, like in the electric chair, and then the killer comes back to life. And Pull up a spooky chair. Hers. No, that's a car. <laughs> Why can't I think of anything? An oh urn? You could sit on that. <laughs> I literally can't think of a scary No. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I can do it. Pull up a, a Iron Maiden. <laughs> An Iron Maiden? Oh, yeah, what's a, like a thumb screws and a... Yeah. Drawn and quartered? That's like the thing that happens. <laughs> Oh my god. Pull up a spiderweb covered chair. Pull up a graveyard chair. Just like makeup. Like, yeah, we all know the old graveyard. You know the old graveyard chair. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Pull, pull up a, next to the old plop a seat next to the old tombstone. And is there a coffin there you sit upright? Or something? <laughs> It's like a bendy, it's like a bendy hospital bed. It's like a, oh my God. Like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>